Welcome to another series of Wheeling in the Years. Uh, today I go back in time um, and I have to say, for me, I'm a little excited because uh, growing up in the 70s and 80s as a, as a Dublin fan, um, it's great to be sitting in front of one of my icons growing up. Uh, so we're joined today by another man who's achieved everything in the game uh, through a brilliant Dublin career, uh, Kieran Duff. Dully, brilliant to have you. Thanks very much, Kieran. Delighted to be here. Good? Yeah, all good, all good and still supporting the dubs. Yeah, yeah, still, still looking, looking ahead for the four in a row at this stage yeah yeah absolutely uh, you know at the end of the day we're in a position to do it and look at let's push on and let's get the four in a row and uh, happy days if we do and it, when you look at today's game now compared to when you were playing you know do, to you does it seem radically different of course it is it's way different you know I suppose look at the preparation that's put in uh, you know it's all basically a scientific approach to playing Gaelic football nowadays with your fitness and your diet and medical stuff that goes with it uh, the football has changed big time where it's kind of okay whatever about the last number of years a defensive structure that's been brought in probably by the northern teams mainly teams have adapted to it and uh, that sort of thing but in our day it was sort of 15 versus 15 one marked each other and stuck with the man no matter where he went you know, so it's changed big time that way. Yeah, so it's kind of you had a personal one-on-one battle, go to war with your man, and if, you, if eight or nine years came out on top, you won the game. Simple as that. Yeah, pretty much. You know, there was none of this men dropping off or leaving men isolated or idle or marking space. <clears throat> there was none of that. And uh, mm. if I went down to the back line, the, the wing back came down with me and vice versa, you know, stuff like that. And it, it led to a lot more physicality probably when you didn't yeah. reflect on it, <laughs> yeah. don't you? Yeah, look at, look at when you look at the games <laughs> them days, uh, you know, physicality was there. You know, there was late tackles, there was elbows, there was whatever you want to call it. And, uh, yeah. you know, look, at that's the way the game was. It was more, of, I won't say catching kick game them days but there probably wasn't so much coaching involved as there is nowadays where you know we had Kevin Heffernan as the manager and uh, he was basically the manager coach uh, everything rolled into one and uh, you know you, you would discuss games that you've just played or mistakes you've made and uh we talk about them and then basically what happened on the field you went out and started out yourself stuff like that you know so and but when you when you allude to Heffo there like he was just like he was that one man band he 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 drove everything it was his agenda his opinion did he did he take advice from around him or do you think or was it you know obviously there was no scientific advice or stats or anything like back then it was but it was his mind that drove Dublin would you would, would, would you have thought that or would, did he have people around him I, will, I would say it was totally driven by him but he did have trusted men around him you know like you'd Larkin Redmond Donald Colfer Tony Hanna of course who mm. were, were the selectors and that so like he would take his ad, their advice and obviously listen to what they had to say but ultimately it all boiled down to Kevin uh, for mm. me it did anyway uh, mm. he was the man that drove it on and I suppose when you look at what he done with that team in the 70s which rejuvenated for me Gaelic football uh, and then of course rejuvenated Kerry into the bargain after that but uh that's what got me really, really interested in playing Gaelic football. Yeah. Was that '74 team? And and that's that's where it started, I suppose. When you when you you played minor, you had two years minor. You played minor in '78. You played minor in '79. Um, you were late enough coming to the game, though, were you? you did you only start playing with Fingalians 13, 14? You weren't there like from seven or eight years of age, were you? No. That's right, Kieran. Um, yeah, like I would have been mainly a soccer player in them days, you know. You're talking, what, probably 10, 11, 12. And at that time, I wouldn't have known anything about a band. I was there within the GEA where if you played any other sport, you know, you got mm. suspended or you, were, you weren't welcome, that type of thing. 
So now nothing about that. Where I grew up and who I uh, certainly palled around with was a guy that played soccer. And we stuck, played the soccer. And then it was really 74 when I moved from primary school to uh, Swords Vocational School. And Dublin won the All-Ireland. Dublin won the All-Ireland that year. I got into, went for the trials. Yeah. yeah, pretty yeah. much out of nowhere. My first real introduction to Gaelic football in inter-county sense and you know when I went to the vocational school got on the under 14 team that year and I said she would have a go at this and uh, then Dublin won the All-Ireland then I just said this is what I want to do I want to try and make a career what position were you playing back then centre back centre back yeah yeah centre back or wing back um, I suppose back again back that time I when I did start playing Gaelic football I was a big lump of lad they threw me in wing back and I wasn't an attacking player at that time believe it or not I was a typical guy that would do what I was told mark a man don't, go, don't let him go anywhere and that's the way I played it was really only when the Fingalians that I started playing the forwards oh, because right. I was a big lump of lad next thing I'm on the Finn senior team 15, 16 now you're a forward then you're dropping back to midfield at that age so that's basically where it all started And do, would you know reflecting on your career would you know many games you played and what you scored having a clue having a great book out by Jerry Callan over the Christmas so done a little bit of homework on you if I said you scored 22 goals and 227 points in the Dublin jersey would that come as a surprise no massive surprise yeah would. 39 championship matches and 79 league games there you are now I honestly haven't a clear care on because I'm not a big one into stats. Yeah, I know that, I know that. <laughs> but it's not, you know. Yeah, you, yeah you, that's what I must say because that, yeah. the funny, remember back in our time when yeah. you were playing care and I was involved with the dubs and the, the backroom team, Dublin Jerry gave me this frame thing, you know, with every game I played. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. just flicked down through it and, you know, Dublin Jerry. Yeah, he had all the stats, yeah, yeah. He was a great man at landing outside training and giving yeah. you some sort of momentum. Exactly, yeah. now, yeah. and I, I never actually went through it, but it wasn't the full... Yeah, yeah. Well, the eighth, the eighth top scorer of all time. Am I? Know, yeah, behind Keaveney, Bernard Brogan Jr., Barney Rock, Hefo, Charlie Rebbins, okay. Ollie Freeney and Dean Rock. Well, there's... There you go, you named something. <laughs> well, there you are. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> no, absolutely, you certainly weren't. Uh, not, not a bad record to put up. So going back to, you know, minor in 78, 79, um, won an All-Ireland minor mm-hmm. in 79 and, and, and you beat Kerry 10 points to, to 1-6. That was obviously a special time to and ignited your county career from there did it it did indeed good you memories know, of that game um, I suppose you know you go back to 78 we lost an All-Ireland final that year I don't know if you knew that in 78 yeah in you 70, lost yeah. to Mayo in 78 yeah Mayo yeah, beat us so we were with a really yeah. good side and we we actually won every game comfortably all the way through and we actually scored highly against uh, Mayo that day and but we conceded three goals second half you know mm-hmm. we were 4-9 to 3-8 yeah right? we yeah. conceded but anyway there was about six of us still eligible to play the next year and four of us were forwards so we reckon we'd have quite a good chance of you know winning it but when we got to the semi-final, won Leinster comfortably, semi-final by a point All-Ireland by a point and uh, you know that is what re- uh, ignited it and I suppose being a big lad and Buster Laney was Vincent's man and of course Kevin and then been involved with both probably helped me progressing then to the senior team plus mm. the Jimmy Keaveneys the, the Anton O'Toole not, not Anton sorry uh, Paddy Collins the Sean Doherty's these were all retired now because Dublin had lost heavily in two finals mm. so now they have to rebuild mm. so us win the minor uh, 
it was probably I won't say the natural progression, but I was lucky mm. enough to progress. So they were, they were regenerating at the time, but I suppose well, you, you made your debut then straight out of minor. So you went in very young, but you were still going into a dressing room, I suppose, with you know Bernard Brogan, Anson O'Toole, Jim Renane, Mullins, Pat Canavan. You know these. It was it's yeah. still an intimidating experience. Everybody remembers where they were when they got that first phone call I'm so you used to get a letter back then did you or what was yeah, there was no, can, can there, you recall the first no call no phones them days and yeah. they might need me in the house phone <laughs> ah, no, no, the pigeon arrived pigeon arrived smoke signal <laughs> no actually yeah when we won that minor um, you know obviously then the National League you know September is your All-Ireland time mm-hmm. uh, October was your National League starting time and you got called into the panel then for training so I I remember the phone call all right you know uh, but I think in between that and the National League starting I think Dublin I could be wrong now with my timing on it but Dublin played Kerry in some sort of an exhibition game in between all that and uh, I remember Kevin bringing me into the squad just to experience it uh, you know and it was, I think it was favor, yeah, yeah just to get a favour I was sitting on the bench with Bobby Doyle and David Hickey and guys like this and they were encouraging Heaven to bring me on but Kevin was doing it his own way you know introducing me into the squad big crowd around you know that type mm. of thing mm. and uh, I could be wrong with the timing of it but it was yeah. it was pretty much that's the way Kevin would operate with guys like that yes <laughs> then you made your debut in, in against Leash in 1980 that was championship five, debut. That was championship, yeah. 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 Scored five points in your debut. Nice way to start. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, actually. Uh, well, I remember making my debut and scoring five or six, four or five points, I should say. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> went quite well for me on the day. Yeah. And so those that period between 80, 81, 82... Uh, oh. What was the experience like at that, at that stage? Dublin were regenerating after coming the back off the seventies, and we're kind of we're fading again. Awfully, we're kind of the dominant team in Leinster, and 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 it, it was a bit of a struggle before he got out in eighty three, was it? Yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, it was a bit of a struggle. I suppose we were going for six or seven lenses in a row, and Awfully beat us in eighty. And then the following year, then obviously, you know, Offaly were the kingpins then. But then also Brian Mullins had his accident, which kind of it knocked it knocked yeah, the stuff yeah, out yeah, of the whole yeah. setup for the a while. The engine was kind of gone. Yeah, out of the, you know, out of the like, team. The, like Brian was still relatively young and eighty. You know, in that time, mm. like he was nineteen and eighty four or thirty mm. seventy four. So Brian was still relatively young. So it kind of awfully had to run us like Leinster that time was probably going in cycles, you know, mm. in in the early eighties. Sorry, it was Len, uh, sorry it was awfully. Then it was us. Then it was made. You know mm. that type of thing. But it did. Then a couple of years, like we took probably one or two bad beatings by awfully, mm. and then turned around in eighty three, which we all remember so well. Um, you know, I'm seven years of age and the 12 apostles or mm-hmm. the dirty dozen or whatever That's it's referenced sounds better, <laughs> it sounds better. Uh, but like w- w- it's still an iconic game uh, in, in, in lots of senses you know it was it's a type of game if you saw on TV tonight you'd, you'd, you'd pull up the couch and, and watch it over and over again and put the kids um, to bed before you look yeah, at it absolutely <laughs> uh, it certainly was it was hell for leather out there from, from your perspective and, and you know Descending off, right, which was mm. well documented at the time, uh, and we've all had misdemeanors on the pitch at certain st- times, and you have to look back and reflect and laugh about them. Do you regret it? Did I put it? Did I put a, a, a cloud hanging over that victory? 
the, at the time it did, uh, Kieran, to be quite honest with you, uh, you know, because I suppose, look, we won the game, yeah. you know, and that's probably that was the most important, most important yeah. thing in the end yeah. up, you know. And I suppose the night after, or the night of the, the final at the function, I was down, you know, just because mm. I was sent off, like, uh, you know, from that point of view. But I remember Kevin coming over to me at the function and just said, you know, what's up with you? And I asked, so I look, I'm just disappointed with the way I think, the way the day went for me. And they said, look, wouldn't it be worse if we, you know, had to lose in the game? So look, cheer mm. up and all this, Craig. Mm. But, um, you know, obviously you're like regretting. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, it was the nature of the game, I suppose. That it, yeah, it, it, there was the game was played on a nasty edge. But yeah, can you know you put yourself in that situation? I suppose when you okay, we you all make mistakes and, and you left out the foot right and, mm-hmm. you got, and you got the line. But when you when you when you're sitting on the sideline, then what was going through your head for that last? Uh, how long was to go in the game? Oh, that was about ten minutes in, so you yeah. probably about twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes 20 at that stage. Yeah, yeah. The second half. Yeah, like what, what's what's going through your head at that stage? Because we've I've, I've been yeah, yeah. And, you're, and you're thinking you're thinking if we lose here, I'm I'm my my heart's going to yeah. be taken slower. <laughs> no, I must, I must say, Karen, even at the time, I didn't feel like it, it was sending off. Yeah. If you know what I mean, because. The, their goalkeeper took a kick out now as you say it was an ugly game all through in the first half there was probably no football played in yeah, whatsoever yeah, yeah, and yeah. we were the ones pro- like again I still say it to this day they set up their stall prior to that game to stop us playing football and the first half proved that they were bringing it down to a level yeah and, and, but we were the ones that reacted to stuff uh, goalkeeper kicks a ball out your man is hanging out of me and uh, so I swing him over my shoulder and throw him to the ground and of course he went on the ground rolling as if I was after yeah. and, he, and then he looks up then just he's sitting up I walk over and more or less just flicking a foot out and yeah. uh, started saying get up and stop messing and uh, like I spoke with the chap had an ill the next day and look at if I did toe poke him or whatever if I got him on the arm but he said I didn't touch him yeah. but look at referee turns around and the crowd was the one that got me sent yeah, off yeah, but the yeah. camera behind the goals makes it look a hundred times worse than it actually it is worse than it was and, and come here I have to ask you because it's like getting blood out of a stone from that team in 83 half time <laughs> <laughs> half time the tunnel what happened uh, can I do a Nelson Wenger? Or <laughs> I didn't say it. It's the one. It's the one. Uh, it's the one thing about Dublin football that I just don't know, and it's it's you know it's it's the, it's the biggest kept secret in Dublin football as to what happened in that dressing room or what can happened we? in that tunnel at halftime. Like I spoke to John O'Leary last year, and he gave ah oh, yeah I was in the dressing room early and I missed it all and la di da di da. Well, Come on, Dully, what happened? What Tell happened? Us. Well, Tell us. I'll be I the can, first. I can I can honestly say to you, Brian Talty did not get struck in the tunnel. Okay. Interesting. Which, which, now Brian's a good friend of mine. Well, no, a good friend uh, of mine. As yeah, well. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, no, look, when when we because of the, I suppose the the bad feeling that went on the field in the first half, like everybody got to, and you know the way Crow Park it's was like that time. Yeah, under the under the Hogan, the, under the, Hogan stand, the Canal yeah. end. You know, we everybody went in together. Go, we went left. We went straight ahead. <laughs> There was words said by Brian and uh, Talty, and we were all coming in, and of course Talty was shouting back at him, and uh, basically it was just shapes thrown and jumping across, trying to get us belted fellas. But to me, I, w- I wasn't a million miles away, but there was actually no digs thrown. Sorry. Now what, Brian? So why did Talty not come out for the second half then? That's what I'm leading to. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you look back at that game and look at just before half time in that game, yeah. right? I don't know if you watched the full well, game. I'm going to watch it now. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, yeah. 
at one stage in the game, Talty was soloing and he punched the ball over PJ Buckley's head and PJ followed through with an arm up or an elbow up or something like that and caught him. Right. And that's why that's he couldn't come out because his eye was closed. Right. So everything Nothing got to do with the tunnel. Afterwards. Nothing got to do with the tunnel. And that's genuine, Karen. That's what I was going to say. The question is, do I believe it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if, you might see it on the clip where just as the ball is played over his head, PJ follows through. And I'm not uh, a yeah. fair play to PJ, by the way. Brilliant. But, you know, it, it's... it's I said it's, it's, it was one of the great conspiracy theories knocking around in, ter- in terms of that tunnel but it's, it's, it's good to be in a position I suppose to be able to laugh about it but on the flip side of that right uh, you know brilliant to win the All-Ireland as you said yeah it was, it was tinted with a little bit of mm-hmm. sadness and regret but post the All-Ireland uh you get you pick up a twelve month suspension, mm-hmm. which is you know that that's a, that's a body yeah. blow, yeah. Uh, and yeah. and you drew probably a lot of media attention. Like we mm-hmm. talk about today, the social media and the impact yeah. and the impact yeah. it's having on players. Even mm-hmm. if, a, if, a, if a current player has a misdemeanor, take the Connolly incident last yeah. year or something like that. The focus and the attention that it brings. But you were that soldier in '83, yeah. And those months afterwards, when you picked up that suspension, it must have been. They were tough times. Yeah, they were tough times, Kieran. Uh, you know, obviously. Twelve months. Yeah, was, twelve months. You know, see, see the, yeah, see the problem. The problem in them days, and uh, you know, was Dublin were hated by by people in in Crow Park yeah. and the media. And uh, you know, you look back over the record of Dublin Dublin getting involved in things. Seventy eight, Jimmy Keaveney got sent off in the Leinster final. First man ever to miss an All Ireland final through a suspension. Mm-hmm. You know, two months he got missed <coughs> missed the All Ireland final. Uh, the Offaly guy went in to speak on his behalf. Still got a two months. Tony Hanna got suspended for slagging off Seamus Aldridge. Kevin Heffernan got sus- suspended for been on the field in 83. Matty McDonnell, Lardy Merson was on the field as many times in that 83 final as Kevin. Mm. No suspension. You mm. know, so stuff like that was going on. Mm. So now here we have a scenario. Dublin have, in the GAIs, you know, kind of committed a mortal sin here. We mm. brought the, the game into disrepute. disrepute. So it was an <coughs> opportunity to... An opportunity to nail, to nail one guy and they were trying to nail one individual mm. and uh, make him pay and I was the one that, that mm. uh, you know, suffered the consequences. Uh, and you were saying in the Leinster final that year <coughs> against Offaly, you were on the receiving end of a fair, fair, yeah. bad attack and yeah, it wasn't... Yeah. wasn't replicated in terms of punishment no and it, it's a thing that people don't remember probably and it's, there's no video footage of it uh, yeah. like them days you had the Lancer final the highlights only shown yeah, that night it was only the semi-finals and finals that were shown yeah the, only yeah. the bigger games were shown and uh the Offaly cornerback, they were all Ireland champions. Uh, we were four points up. I was tackling his brother, Pat Fitzgerald, coming out, and I blocked him, stopped him. We got a free in. As I was standing over him, just about to stand up, Mick, his brother, ran from the goalpost about 10 yards and launched two feet into me, chest, face, whatever. Flattened you. Nearly decapitated me. And, you know, at the time, you know, you go back and you're groggy for a while anyway eventually got up off the ground and Barney sticks it over we win the game by five points but there was a crowd ready to come in off the field at the time at the hill because here we are just after, just about to win yeah, yeah, after three yeah. or four years and he got sent off Mick Fitzgerald got sent off and a lad actually from Sowards believe it not come in and kind of assaulted you serious? <laughs> yeah serious <laughs> and uh, yeah and you know some of the funny story after that is uh, you know move on a year or two he started uh, 
going out in East of mine. The fella that nailed, <laughs> nailed me. Yeah, yeah, coming off the field. Yeah, just one of those weird things that happened. But uh, now, and see, nobody knows about that footage. And yeah, 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 yeah. Nick Fitzgerald only got two months suspension. Now, he missed no football whatsoever. Because they were knocked out. Because they were gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then you move on a couple of months to September. And here's a Dublin guy for a so-called yeah, kick. Yeah. Gets a 12-month suspension. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, for... Yeah. <clears throat> And those few months then when you're dealing you're in you're in the heart of that suspension. I know you went you decided to go playing soccer, but mm-hmm. um is obviously everywhere you go, you're kind of focal point and everybody's probably talking about it and you know <coughs> as I said, social media wasn't around but it was still mm-hmm. I'd say I'd say it was an, it was it was a nuisance. Yeah, you know, you, I know you appealed it, you get it you got it to nine months, did you? Seven. No? Seven Yeah, right. but but it was a long drawn out appeal and again it the but thing boiled down to, you know, a Dublin thing. We went in before the stewards, you know, which would have been a couple of months after mm. explaining the case. And, uh, you know, no, we're not lifting suspension. So then and it was well documented that time I was playing soccer, but I always had a soccer background anyway. So then we had a second go at it and same thing was refused. So now we've we've one other avenue to go, which happens at Easter. And again, probably not an awful lot of people know this either. There's a mercy committee that sits at Easter. A mercy, a mercy committee, yeah, at, just at Easter. Yeah, they meet just before Congress. It's <laughs> ironic, isn't it? So uh, you know, there's a lot of this stuff, you know, that uh, I suppose people don't know about. Yeah, <clears throat> and that was obviously today's equivalent of the DRA, essentially. Yeah, know, kind your, of your last, exactly your last protocol. Except they weren't legalistic people at the time. Exactly, they were just yeah, an appointed group by the so. Yeah. yeah, so three people sit on it. So this is our last appeal. So the Mercy Committee then, uh, it's for anyone that's on a long suspension. Uh, so anyway. It's like death row, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty it's much. Like a- I'm not kidding you. You know, you want to, you, you want to see the goings on in there. You know, that's a, you'd swear you're after murdering somebody, you know, in them days. Uh, you wouldn't get treated in criminal courts as the way you did in the GEA. But uh, <clears throat> the Mercy Committee meet anyway. And they look at the, at this stage now you're April, so you're talking about six, seven months at this stage. So the Mercy Committee, so they recommend, the three people sat on the Mercy Committee, they recommended that the suspension be lifted. So that's fine. I got word of that on Friday night. So what's his name? Uh, John O'Shea, who used to do an awful lot of work for Goal. Of course, he got in touch with me. Come on, we're doing work for Goal the next day. Of course, me not thinking he's getting mm. me out in the public eye to hear that when the verdict comes in. So that's grand. So I'm in collecting for gold, doing whatever. And uh, Saturday, Congress met. It was re- recommended. So you've all the delegates from all over the country here, maybe two, three from each yeah, each yeah. Uh, province, or sorry, county. Paddy Buggy, Larry Marsden, who was the, cha- uh, the president of GA at the time, he stood up and spoke to Congress and advised them. Moral, well, when I say advised them, he recommended that the suspension not be lifted because of the severity of it, of the incident. So mm-hmm. when it was put to a vote, now normally uh, it just goes through. Once yeah, the yeah, committee, they, they, they follow the lead. They follow the lead and mm. it's passed. But Boogie actually spoke out and recommended that suspension not be lifted because of the, 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 nature, of the, of the, the nature of the incident. And they voted against and it. And they voted against it because Brilliant. the president mm. uh, yeah. uh, more or less told him to. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, disappointment for me, you know, but then I just said, see, I just said, oh, well, that's typical. You know, here they are, the chance to nail a dub and keep them. But anyway, look, I was still training with the dubs anyway and playing yeah. soccer, so uh, yeah. just wasn't playing Gaelic. 
And who were you playing soccer with at the time? Uh, at the time, South Celtic, uh, right. which would have been my local team at the time now. I did have a couple of, you know, a few League of Ireland teams were looking at me at the time and I had actually had you a doing a trial in Yeah, United, no, actually, did you? I had a trial with United in early 83, like before right. the Lancer Championship being kicked off. So what, it was well documented. What was that like at the time? And was Paul McGraw over there? Was Paul, was ju- Paul was just started. Yeah, Paul was only six months there. And <laughs> Paul actually was funny. Like I was there at the end of a National League programme and uh, of course flying fit like Kevin Moore and of course talking to Paul one day he said Jeez, I'm here six months and I still can't get fit you know but look at the career he had then from oh, went on 83 there. onwards you know yeah. Yeah. so you know moving back or sorry moving forward uh, look at I've continued on playing soccer so working with DSB our training centres in Port Leash and uh, I think it was a couple of weeks after the Mercy Committee uh, of course Kevin was in DSB as well at the time next thing I got a phone call to the training centre on the tor- Friday Dully, can you uh, talk the phone call anyway? Dully, can you call to my house uh, this evening on your way back from Port Leash? This is Friday evening, a right. couple of weeks after the Mercy Committee. And uh, he said, look, we have another avenue to go down. So uh, I said, yeah, no problem. So right in Houston, you know, at that time we, we didn't have the um, 50 or motorways. Uh, headed over to Kevin. He said, look, we have another avenue to go tomorrow. And see, into 84... It was Ireland, uh, sorry, uh, Dublin's uh, the GA's centenary year, oh, the, but it was yes, also the Gallian yeah. centenary year. We were 100 years old at the same time, so we went through. Look, at we're in Kevin said, Look, we have an avenue in the morning, how we and we're playing Vincent in the Dublin Senior Championship on the Sunday, <laughs> and uh, so we have another avenue to go down. So he said, Look, we'll do this, we'll do that, and uh, and I said, Look, at is it going to be another one of these, you know, in and gone and out and obviously look at, I was talking to Jerry Fagan, uh, he was the chairman of the G- GAC at the time, that's what this was then, GAC. Yeah. And Armar looking for a game office to reopen the athletics grounds or something like that up, up north. So I said to him, well, look, at, if you can find another avenue for this suspension to be lifted, we'll, we'll play the we'll game. We'll play the game. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so he said, well, we've another avenue. And I said, well, how did this come about? Well, Jerry Fagan turned around and said that we're the ones that suspended him. And we're the only ones that could lift the suspension. Now, I don't know how true that was. Because he was the original committee who... Yeah, who yeah, that done the suspension. Well, whether he was, now that's another yeah, day as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I went Saturday morning and uh, arrived. That's probably the time you see me in the blue jacket. Remember the blue jacket you were slagging me about? <laughs> 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 one of those what? rally jackets oh the rally jackets the rally yeah, jackets yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we had the Crow Park I go the next morning and uh, of course six fellas I think it was sitting up and uh well, Caroline, you've served X amount of time here suspension. Why should we lift the parole community? Ah, I'm not kidding. You. Look, at it. it's unreal. <laughs> I was unreal. Why should we lift the suspension? Well, I said, look, at, I've done my time, I think, and I've, you know, look at regret what happened and blah, blah. And I said, look, at the GA is 100 years old. My own club is 100 years old as well. And look, we're playing in the senior championship tomorrow. It'd be nice to be able to play. And, uh, oh yeah well what about this and what about that and I said well look at time is done and uh, then one other smart aleck I don't know where he was from he, oh and Kieran, by the way what have you been doing with yourself for the past few months while you haven't been playing and it was well documented I was playing soccer. soccer so I just I said well it's well documented I've been playing soccer and I said look I've been trying with the county uh, they kept me involved I know probably I shouldn't be but uh and then one other delegate just said, well, look, at whatever Cairdon was doing in his own time, outside of here, it was nothing got to do business. with us. Yeah, so the suspension was lifted after, lifted. Yeah, yeah. All for a game up in Armagh. Pretty Double, much, yeah. pretty much. That is incredible. Yeah. Incredible story. Incredible story. <laughs> uh, and going back that time when you were playing soccer, was there, and, and, and I'll, we'll move off this, I don't want to be wrecking your head. No, no, you're fine. Um, 
But you went to play soccer down in Galway. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah. Was there an incident down in Galway? Yeah, not so, not so much. Yeah, not so in much. Highland Park was it? Yeah, I, I during was it eighty six, eighty seven. There was no national league games. Oh, so it wasn't post eighty three. Oh like no, no, an, this is a couple of years. This after. was a couple of years after. Yeah, right, right. And I had played, I think, a Railway Cup final down in Ballinasloe with Leinster, and I'd played other few games in Galway, and just got the oh. usual bit of stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. you would expect, even without. Yeah. what happened yeah. but I played in. I think it was 86 the Australians were over and all National League was suspended from uh, September, October to February so it meant I had to hold uh, four or five months of the winter free so I got an approach from Paddy Mulligan to put a play with Shelburne so I said, I said look I'll go up and play I played about 10 matches with Shells but one of them was again Galway and Terryland Park it was a Saturday evening game and Corsoy landed out. You know the way back, to, you know, you're going back to the 80s. Soccer lads always went out and trained a half an hour before I warmed up. And yeah, yeah. Gaelic has taken it on board now as well. So we went out warmed up. Well, there was a crowd just waiting for me to come out and they just... You want to now? Can I won't repeat what they said to me? You know. Now this is so, imagine. This is soccer. Can, I can imagine. Yeah, I've these are soccer, the end with myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> these are soccer supporters, you know, and so they hurdled every bit of abuse that was possible. And this is only going out to warm up. So I went tug, tugged out, come back out and played. And every time I went for a ball, touched the ball, they just, you know called me every name under the sun and whatever course you could think of but with five minutes to go uh, going for a header and of course clash of heads and of course I got split over the eye had you know blood pissing out of me anyway heading off along the sideline when I walked down that sideline sponge here blood coming now you know what it's like tough to get kicked in the head and you know blood to be sport now you know this crack you know so that it was just abuse for a solid hour and a half or two hours you know they weren't, they weren't going to let no away, never happened at a Gaelic match as yeah, bad as, yeah, as that game happened that yeah, day. yeah and so moving on then obviously you, you get over the suspension and 84 85 you know there were there were two All Ireland finals that I I certainly remember. Uh, Dublin just couldn't really cope with Kerry. Kerry were were were, were back were back on top. Um, you have much memories about those two two finals? Yeah, I suppose certainly the eighty four one was probably just now from a personal point of view. You know, you move on now from my suspension, yeah. and now we're in a in a case where it was open season on me. And, uh, you know, every game... You were getting no protection. Ah, none whatsoever. Uh, Tommy Doyle was marking me in that final. And he... All he was sure was doing was putting a saddle on me back. (laughs) And uh, he just pulled, dragged, done nothing else, just stopped me playing football. And pulled, dragged, done everything to stop me playing. And obviously, if I so much as reacted, uh, you know, they were going to come come down and be like a ton of bricks. That's the... Now, we didn't play well that... So so mentally, it was still having... Impact you couldn't, yeah. You couldn't yeah, you, you, you know, yourself, you couldn't yeah. even slap at a fella to try and break away from or anything like that, you know, because mm. it was just in your mind. Mm. You know, now Leinster went okay because you know, Leinster was fine because obviously, you know, when you're playing Leinster champion early on, it's probably it's, it's, it's funny that because even even reflect back on my own career, and I you know sometimes some stuff say you got away with, and I remember a couple of instances getting away with it but then when I eventually I remember one year eventually being sent off mm-hmm. and, I, and serving a suspension and you're thinking well okay listen I've done my time people get off your back then mm-hmm. you know but that didn't no that didn't like you you had missed a significant you, yeah. you picked up a significant suspension you've been through yeah yeah, a lot of torture a lot of pain but you felt even when you came back you were yeah. still getting on the and you know it. once the referee didn't react to whoever was doing it to me they had open season on me mm. you know and uh, you know that was probably 84 was the hardest you know yeah. from that point of view um, 
you know, how you, was club football during that period? Club football, like in Dublin. It, yeah, the, the thing about club football in Dublin, there was an awful lot of like an awful lot of country refs, even refereeing then, and mm. they were against us as well. I'm mm. not kidding you. I get into more scrapes <laughs> with <laughs> club games, and I have been sent out three or four times playing club football, but totally in the wrong. If when yeah. I say totally in the wrong, you know. On the, on the strength of a player play acting and he could be a dub he could be you yeah. know but a country referee because it was me I got the line mm. you know it, it, it was even in club football yeah. uh, when you look at the modern game now and you see guys being targeted mm-hmm. you, you can you can empathise yeah you were, you were, like, well, you were a, obviously one of Dublin's key forwards so you were targeted by the opposition so you took yeah you know and look at Kieran and back in the day and the modern yourself playing we never whinged about it mm. you know we accepted whatever we got you know if you got pulled dragged you got kicked you got whatever you mm. got sent off we didn't whinge in the media yeah. we accepted and Dublin that's one thing Dublin have always done accepted pretty much everything that's been thrown at them and okay look at if there is an avenue there that and you're genuinely need to appeal it uh, yeah, we, yeah Dublin have gone Sorry, down I interrupt you there yeah you were talking about 84 and 85 yeah 80. yeah so 84 was probably the one year that we didn't really play well like I think geez, did we only score one six or seven that day I can't remember now but and then the following year you know probably we had higher expectations and again we kind of got off and I think probably Brian Mullins in 85 was probably not as mobile and was not as influential the end yeah, stage, and yeah he was playing midfield that day and I think he ended up marking Jack O'Shea on Jack and Jack got an early goal but there were something like seven or eight points up and we pulled it back to within a point mm. and there was an incident with about five or seven I wouldn't be able to put it in an exact time scale on it but it was either Tansplan or Jack O'Shea actually picked the ball up in the six yard square we're only a point down and the ball was picked up off the ground now if we had got that penalty or whatever it could have turned the game might yeah. have been a different game but I think we lost about three or four in the end but mm. we probably just didn't do ourselves justice mm. you know in them in them two games and so uh, Kerry were kind of on top for a few years and but there's one game that sticks out just in my memory I suppose because back in Back in those mid-80s, you know, as a kid, you, we didn't get to the All-Ireland Finals, you know. Mm-hmm. You were lifted over the gate until yeah, the All-Ireland yeah. Semi-Final, but when you got to the final, you, you were left at home. But one of the finals I was at, uh, and I uh, probably a, a turn, maybe was a turning point for you to get back on, back motoring again, you know, was the 87 league final, mm-hmm. where you scored a cracking goal in the first half. Yeah. And beat that beat Kerry that day, and that was... That was a, that was a kind of a significant psychological win at the time. Yeah, absolutely, and I so and you know that that should have set us up. But we the year previous, I suppose, was our biggest downfall. Our problem was we let Mead back into it into yeah. the equation when it came to Leinster. It was a wet day. We should have beaten Mead that day, and again a couple of decisions that went on the day, whether it be our fault with positional switches or ch- changing fellas. So we lost Leinster in '86. Then you move on to '87. You know, you won the league, but then yeah, and we I think we, again. Yeah, I think I think we actually lost the first two or three games in that, and we actually won the four after Christmas and got to the final. And now we're meeting Kerry, mm. and that really put us. You know, and we we actually put in a really really good performance that day. Mm. Yeah, you know, everybody was the focus on Kerry while Mead were beginning to come again with their um, no not really that's what, like that's one thing as you know you, like Dublin even back my time and your time uh, you always never looked further than your next game mm. 
and uh, certainly Mead weren't even in because we thought now at this stage look we've broken that jinx with this team well mm. I know the likes of uh, lads had come in I think that was Declan Bulger's first year he with was, us he, he, yeah he, he was man of the match that, uh, yeah guys like that final, yeah. and uh, you know so Mead would have been then further down the road but then Mead had rejuvenated the likes of Mick Lyons and Jerry McIndy and Colin O'Rourke from the year previous so now and they had some fellas that took no prisoners you know knew how to do it and again two of their players that they always said they wanted to take out of it or three you know, it was me Barney Rock and John McNally and they took Barney out in 86 when Harnan broke Barney's collarbone you know mm. Foley then I had all my tussles with Kevin Foley then after that which yeah, I was going to ask you about <laughs> that uh, you know Kevin Foley certainly wasn't popular on the hill let's put it that way Absolutely. Uh, when, in the days that I was there mm. that was a kind of a dual I'd say there was a few imprints left in each other yeah. over the years battling with him, was it? Yeah, and see, the thing about Kevin Foley was he didn't give a damn if he didn't touch the ball <laughs> once I didn't touch it. I remember one lens of finder, it could have been the 87 lens of finder, 88, don't know which one it was, 87 probably, where he just, I was on the ground more times than I was standing up because every time the play was down one wing and I was trying to attack or, you know, he pulled me, clipped me, tripped me, everything, you know, had me on the ground every time and, you know, you just feel like going up and... Burst them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, at he done a job that he was asked to do. And yeah. look, at he... And w- it, was there a friendship off the pitch? It, it in was... T- a, in time. Eventually. Took, yeah, yeah took and actually, it was actually a funny way it was done. Uh and it was nothing got to do with Dublin made because you never met after the games now we, the only time we would meet and we had a good friendship with them made lads uh, was when you played with the Railway Cups and like mm. there was a decent set up with the Railway Cup that time we actually trained during the week you know yeah it was we taken more yeah a lot more serious and yeah. uh, stuff like that and we'd meet and then we'd have a few points afterwards and all this but Kevin Foley was never around that time for uh, on the team because well, I suppose with all due respects to him they never rated him as a great footballer yeah. you know but he was effective well, in what he'd done yeah the, the Railway, Railway Cups were a different kind of style of football they yeah. wouldn't have been as yeah. dogged maybe exactly as, yeah. yeah but we were playing he was on the Railway Cup team one year and we were after winning it and uh, of course we had the presentation of medals you know uh, a few months later and Jack Bootman Lardy Marston was great when it came to stuff like that but he, whatever way he had arranged he, he rang my room or something like that to come down or something like that but anyway there was only me and Foley in the room <laughs> <laughs> we just had to talk yeah we had to talk <laughs> <laughs> you know so uh, so you were set up kind of set up yeah kind of set up yeah so that was the start of that the was friendship the, then was well it? I wouldn't say it was a friendship <laughs> <laughs> brilliant uh, uh, and going back to that time in around that 87 88 there was an all star trip was there mm. where it, obviously the rivalry was key with but Mead at the time yeah. and there was a little it's bit a of a story to this one <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah I suppose like you move on to when did I say 88 and we, we met Mead in a, in a National League final and uh, the match ends the draw so of course I was uh, an all-star from the previous year or whatever year and the trip was actually organised for the Tuesday after that so of course the replay happened I think you know, I was only dove on the trip and uh of course, made are all Ireland champions. So out we go. So Jerry McCall was the manager, and Jerry was sort of saying, "Look, he gave me a program to keep going training and all this sort of mm-hmm. thing." So I said, "Yeah, look, no problem. I've done my own sessions." And uh, so we played in Boston the first game, and uh, of course, everything is you know 
me started saying, right, you know, Kevin Foley is marking me now. What's going to happen here? Mm. So I said, look, it may be out here. I can have a right clatter back at him or something like that. So anyway, we played him in Boston and uh, nothing happened. I scored one three of him from play, right? So he started to say, oh, he's letting me away here. <laughs> and uh, we're going to play exhibition football out here, you know. So happy days, game went half grand. I think we won it. <laughs> So then we moved to San Francisco and next thing we're playing the second game, first half. Now, I was after getting three, four other, I won't say assaults on me in the first half, but Mick Lyons had a clip at me, Charlie McIntyre had a clip at me, uh, who else? Uh, Liam Hayes. Still nothing for now, I got stitched under the chin, you know, there was a few late elbows, yeah, a few, yeah, yeah. whatever, so I just said, they're sizing up here for something now. And the funny so, so this that you're going back to play in a, the a replay. Yeah, this, so this, right, yeah, right. this yeah. is this is this, in between the yeah, this is in between the, the two yeah. matches. So on the Saturday night I was in in the bar. This is before the game in San Francisco, and Mickey Cairns was the referee from Sligo, and Mickey was there. So we're having a chat, and Mickey and Mickey had sent Colin Morocco off only a few weeks before that. In a few a good few weeks before that National League game. And Mickey says to me, you know, what do you think of that made, lads? And what do you think of Colin Morocco? And I said, well, look, Colin, you know, he's a great footballer, but he tries to referee the game and he's always talking and mouthing and all this sort of thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. And, and that's why I sent him off because he wouldn't shut up and he did. And I said, look, there's a lot of stuff goes on off the ball. You know, and I said, you want to have your eyes peeled tomorrow. You know, all this. So I thought I was getting You're into him. him up, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, the match is on. So the first half, I'm after getting four clips or whatever it was of different lads but still nothing out of the ordinary just a couple of stitches under the chin so uh, second half was only on about 10 minutes and Larry Tompkins was taking the sideline ball and I ran for the short one so he popped it over my head but as I turned to win for the next boom Foley met me at the box ah split me nose lip everything so of course I'm on the ground you know spewing blood and I'm getting up and then I'm trying to you know where is he you know then of course Mickey Cairns comes over and of course without saying it too loud even though I'm thick and annoyed without saying what did I say to you last night you know I said, what yeah. did I say you know I, I told you so yeah. I, yeah something like that and he well I didn't see it <laughs> so uh, so that was fine uh, I was ticked then for the next whatever and you're, but you're not and you're not you're, listen, you didn't have the dubs around you you're, no, no, you're see, isolated on my own oh yeah like no yeah. dubs no nothing yeah and uh, not that you're going to get support of them anyway but uh, <laughs> so, so anyway so the match went on so uh, there was a guy he was over at the time Father Sean Hegarty I think he was the man at the time he was over the All-Star team so they took me off before I got sent off or bloody carried off or whatever so Sean Boylan was on the side now myself and Sean are great friends and uh, no problem there so on the sideline, Sean says something, well done, Karen. You don't say well done to me. You know, you're sending them tugs out to, you know, do, we're in here at exhibition football and we're this and we're that and whatever. Because I was ticked now at this stage. Sean says, oh, well, what about you doing this and you that? Like, nothing compared to what he done to me. So that's grand. So the match finished, so I'm fuming. Actually, sorry, there was a mate of mine on the trip with me. So, uh, met up with Des anyway and uh, went back to the hotel car so I'm just non-stop talking about this you know getting a box and all this crack exhibition football yeah. had a few drinks now I would have been good friends with the Galway Hurlers that time uh, which Keedy. is ironic isn't it? yeah you know Katie <laughs> Linsky <laughs> yeah. Lord and Katie, oh, you know. a few hardy books there oh, there's a few hardy boys there <laughs> so uh, of course we, we go back to the hotel that evening and I'm drinking with two two brothers that played with uh, Galway at the time uh, Ollie Kilkenny and Tony Kilkenny and of course Bernard Flynn come over Robbie O'Malley come over and I just look at what's going on Jay said look he's come out here to play exhibition football and like I'm trying to be 
sense. Diplomatic but, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and diplomatic yeah. about it and all this crack. And, uh, you know, then they got away from me. And, of course, tomorrow he was getting thick, you know, tomorrow, you know. But anyway, something happened now that I kind of don't, don't remember what happened inside. But there was words with me and Harnan and whoever. But it ended up outside in the car park. And... Uh, <laughs> But the Galway hurlers came out with me, and it was just verbals, but there was no actual digs thrown or no nothing. Right. The, the Galway lads quelled it. Right, so it was close to, oh, it was it was very close close to, to kicking off. Very close to kicking off, yeah. And was Foley knocking around? No, no, he wasn't, no, on, the he wasn't, there. No, he wasn't on the trip. It was just, it was my anger again. Whatever. Oh, was that Foley that come through you? With but the he, oh, sorry, yeah, but he wasn't in the pool. Oh, he wasn't he, in the no, pool. Sorry, he wasn't in yeah, the pool. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. And, you know, like, the fair play to the Galway lads, they knew where this was leading to with me. You know yourself, you, you forget certain things of it and, you know, when you're drinking and all this. But uh, there was no, 100% no digs thrown in the car park other than... <laughs> so so f- from being abused in Terryland Park to being protected by the Galway hurlers Absolutely. You know, in the space of a few years. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, look, at the, the, the one thing about the hurling lads, they're good lads. <laughs> um, I have to ask you then, you came back and you played the replay and I know didn't win it obviously but you marked Foley then that day was there any uh, yeah you know and, and that oh Jesus <laughs> <laughs> this story doesn't end so anyway I lead into it because anyway word got back to Dublin you know obviously that there was a schmuzzle in the car park of course my missus got wind of the word so Jerry McCall got wind of the word from the Dubs camp well, of course rings mags yeah what happened over there? I heard Dully was in a fight and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I didn't hear anything, you know. And of course, next thing, on the blower to me. What went on there, lads? You have to ring Jerry McCall. So I rang Jerry. I said, look, few words, no digs, no nothing. Everything is hunky-dory. So we're coming home on Tuesday. So we're coming through the airport and uh, I'm walking out my bag and didn't know Sean Boylan was behind me. This reporter, a couple of reporters meets me and uh, said, well, Kieran, you know, uh, blah, blah, how do you all start trip? Go, ah, so we won the two games, you know, blah, blah, happy days and a good trip. Uh, we heard back here there was an incident, you know, in, in, in the car park or in the hotel or whatever with you and the maid lads. And I says, what? Mm. So, yeah, um, oh, we heard there was an incident that came to blows with you and the maid. So, no, nothing like that happened. Uh, so, I don't know where you're getting that story from. So, look at not a mark of me, I'm grand or whatever, you know. Well, inside <laughs> me lip was smith, but <laughs> stitched under there. But, uh, so I said, no, there's nothing. All right. And says, that it? Oh, yeah, well, what about the game Sunday? Oh, well, look at we deal with that when Sunday comes. So fair play, Sean Boylan came out after me then and he just tapped me on the shoulder, look, fair play if you're not opening your mouth or saying anything. Right. You yeah. know, and I said, oh, look at what happens on the field, happens stays. in the field and what happens what goes on tour. Stays on tour. So that's grand. So move on to Thursday. <laughs> so you've Barney Rock writes an article or an interviewed for an article in one of the papers on Thursday night, uh, big black headlines, Duff needs protection. You know, so like Barney's just gone by what yeah, I yeah, said yeah, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So Barney does that, Duff needs protection. So this is all sprawled all over the papers. And uh, of course, now the thing has kicked off again. So then Sean Boylan writes an article uh, on the Sunday. It must have been the Irish press was around at the time. So Sean writes a big article. Kevin Foley is now Tug or Kevin Foley is now whatever. So he goes down to defend Kevin Foley that he's nothing but exemplary on the field and never done this, never done that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Now, I still hadn't commented or anything, never mentioned anything. Keeping the head down. Yeah. So National League final is on and the game is only on 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Next thing, I'm turning. Boom. Dropped again. <laughs> Foley. <laughs> Just out of the blue, no incident, no, I don't know. What off the ball, obviously, the down, ball. down, yeah. ball down. There was no warning. No warning, no, warning. no nothing. nothing. And I, I think Vinnie Murphy was the first one to run in and a bit of a schmazzle started. Now, Foley got sent off. 
and we lost the bloody game. Jeez, they hammered us after. <laughs> hammered us. <laughs> oh, was, so I have to ask you then, did you ever flatten him? Did you ever get one? Did you, did, did you ever leave the pitch one day and say, right, no, a dealt no. out retribution? No, no, never no. did. So it's still niggling away. It's still niggling away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant story absolutely brilliant uh, so pushing on then I suppose and it's not it is the latter part of your inter-county career but you were still quite young at the time um, 89 we beat Mead in the Leinster final mm-hmm. which is, a, which is a, a huge win at that point yeah. because they were they, they were winning All-Irelands in 87 and 88 the All-Ireland semi-final against Cork is that, is that a game that sits in the gut like when, when I when I reflect back on some games we lost over the years yeah, is yeah. that one that kind of I'd, I'd say that one was an yeah, it's, yeah it definitely is one that sits you know because you know you go back to 83 you're kind of two or three re- years around the time you're only 21 22 years of age and you yeah. win in All-Ireland and you think you're going to maybe yeah. dominate for a few years yeah. and and it's hard to get out of Leinster yeah exactly and Leinster was so difficult them yeah. days and uh, you know right then you lost two and then we didn't see it for another three years mm. and you know then we t- look we're back again look we beat made Cork we've always a good record against Cork and we got off to a great start like I think we were one four up after 15 minutes mm. and again look at not you'd, you'd I'd never ever blame anyone for a defeat or anything like that and never probably only made two mistakes three mistakes in his lifetime John I think tried mm. to shepherd one ball over the end line and it didn't go over and a penalty was given you know mm. and I think did they get two penalties did, did that, they, two, they got two penalties yeah, in the I first half in the first half yeah and that brought them back into it mm. and then for some reason we just mm. you know just didn't didn't oh, perform yeah. after and it you K- know. did Keith Barr get sent off I think yeah I think he got involved with Danny Allen yeah that's yeah. right yeah in the yeah. second half yeah yeah yeah. but you know it's like it's like you know John to me at that time up to Stephen Cluxon coming along was the best goalkeeper in Ireland mm. or you know mm. certainly one of the best ever and then you know John was one of your soldiers with all the way up like ah, he was in the team in yeah. 79 which you like yeah. he would have been close yeah. North, ah, County, yeah, like, North County Dublin buddies yeah like that's a, he's my mm. daughter's uh, god, godfather mm. uh my missus then is one of his kids godmother you know stuff like that mm, so mm. I've known John since he's 15 years of age uh, that yeah. type of thing but you know you can count I'd never say John made a mistake you know he on one hand you'd say five things happened that yeah. may, wouldn't have cost the game but unfortunately that day yeah. and yeah. we got two penalties and there were two probably when John tried to let the ball go out or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you know look at things happening in games yeah. that changes completely and then you know you push on I suppose 1991 was probably our last real year in, mm-hmm. in, in the jersey and it was the four in the row game um, you were involved in the, in the in the first two games and mm-hmm. then not in the latter part and how were you going at that time? Do, 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 you, do you reflect on those games and yeah. think that did Dublin need a little bit more experience to close out those games? Yeah, absolutely. And mm. that's the one thing that sticks in me craw to this day. You know, go back to 91 and, you know, into 92 even. Mm. Uh, you know, new management took over. Uh, they came in obviously with new ideas and... Uh, you know, you, when you when you were kind of playing National League and still young enough and still playing good club, you were only you would have been only and tw- around thirty that time, 20, yeah, twenty nine, yeah. thirty, yeah. And uh, the, the management came in that time, and what they were looking for were, were guys that could run a hundred meters in their ten seconds or twelve seconds, stuff like that. Speed, okay, they're changing the dynamics of the game. That's fine, but kind of my, me and Barney Rock face didn't fit in that time. Mm. and Old McCaffrey the same like their first year then Old McCaffrey was kind of shafted in mm. there at the time 
and then myself and Barney were still on the panel at 30 years of age and came up came for the four games with made uh, sorry at that time the one game with made I was brought on with 10 minutes to go or five whatever it was and that's grand you know then it was only through an injury to somebody that had actually played the second game right. and uh, Barney came in for one of those games Barney played well. the second one as well and, and kicked 8-9 yeah, threes yeah, and then that's right yeah. I think Charlie got injured or something like that I think Barney could have played two of the games but the, this, the annoying part for me was uh, you know you're sitting on the bench and in extra time you're not even considered to be brought on mm. uh, played the second game went extra time then didn't get a look in an extra time in the next two games and you know to me that was you know looking at well hold on these guys don't want you around anymore mm. and uh, you know then we lose it and who's the man that scores the bloody goal I'd say he only kicked the ball once in his life no, yeah. it was Kevin Fowley because <laughs> yeah. he never kicked the ball in all his other years <laughs> I'd, say you wanted, I'd say you wanted to kick him into the but, and, and look I'm not not trying to <laughs> say anything about anybody if I had been on that field in that last few minutes again, Kevin Foley would have, wouldn't have went down the field. Mm. We probably mm. would, would have been up the other end wrestling. Would been, yeah. <laughs> 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 it, would, it would have been thrown boxes. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh, but, yeah. No, but that's always in, still in the back of my mind. If I was yeah. on that field, Kevin Foley would have been down. But it sounds like that's a, that's, a, that's a kind of a regret, is it? That And I know we all get to the latter part mm. of our careers and we all probably, you know, feel we've more to offer and when new management mm. comes in, they, they come yeah. in with a new brush and they're always looking to regenerate and stuff like yeah, that. Like, but, uh, but they were like Dublin were in such control in a lot of those yeah. games. In every game they were in control. And mm. they never looked at maybe an experienced head needed coming mm. in at some stage. You know, they never looked at it that way. Mm. Maybe because we had the games sewn up or should have had them sewn yeah. up. But uh And how were you going in training at that time? Were you, did, you well, feel to, you were, did you feel you were playing to Yeah, to yeah. Me, like uh, Paddy and Ting often said to me, Look at there's only that between you and Niall Guiden starting. You know, stuff like that. Mm. Now, whether they only saying that for me to feel good, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but yeah. look, at I know my own farm was good. Uh, when I was playing club football, I was going well. Um, I like. The, I suppose the annoying part, and I, look, at I have said it publicly before, in whether it be a, a newspaper interview, stuff mm. like that, that the annoying part for me that era was, you know, you had the likes of Jim Brogan, Pat O'Neill, Fran Ryder. Paddy Cullen these guys when I was 18, 19 I was actually training with these guys playing with them mm. in the in 80, 81 because Pat O'Neill was still playing Fran was still playing you know these guys were still playing football and I used to go drinking with them when I was 18, 19 after games so you move on whatever 10, 12, 15 whatever number of years it was and like they don't even they weren't even talking to me when you weren't involved yeah, when you weren't yeah. involved in the first 15 they didn't actually speak to you you were just brushed aside yeah you know yeah. once you were the first 15 and even the games itself reflected when it was 15 versus 15 and training it was the first 15 that if I touched a guy it was a free again me you know mm. that's the way they operated and mm. refereed games yeah. and uh, that was really the annoying part it was part. hard to take yeah, yeah. And, then, and so then you played a small bit in, in 92 and then kind of dwindled out from there yeah it? and again like I, I had made my mind up after the, the fourth match with made that well these guys don't want me around again mm. and uh, the league was starting again in October and uh, so I had it in my mind I'm not going to be called back to the panel so I arranged a week away with the miss or something like that and of course next thing I'm called up onto the panel in for training so I said oh Jesus here we go look I didn't mm. expect this so anyway I, I think I played the first match I was picked and played the first match then I was going away but I was going to be back for the second one but I played the four matches before Christmas or three whatever it was I I think I was the leading scorer in the three or four games so I obviously had done okay 
Come January, February, training in February, league started again, didn't get a look in the next couple of games. We played Cavan, or was it Cavan? We played somebody down in Brefney and extra time, we won it in extra time, wasn't brought on. <clears throat> then we got into a, into a league semi-final, Dublin, Tyrone, Mead and, Mead and Derry, same day, was dropped off the subs bench. So this is the Tuesday night before the Tyrone game, National League semi-final. So next time we're in the room, sitting around, teams announced, right, final wasn't on it. Subs announced, wasn't in the subs. So next you could see everybody looking, you know, at you, you know, why wouldn't you named? So that's grand. Came out then. I think I was either bringing John home or he was bringing me home. And uh, John said, you weren't named tonight. And I said, no. And he says, are you injured? Are you and I said, no. So well, why wouldn't you? And so you tell me, I haven't a clue. Now I'm fuming. Nobody spoke to you. Nobody spoke. Now I'm fuming mm. at this stage. You know, and again, going back to these guys that I played with when I was 18 and trained with and drank yeah, with. And Paddy Cullen's the manager at this stage. No, yeah. Paddy was gone at this stage, gone now. this stage. Yeah, yeah, it was Paddy right. O'Neill now was the boss. Right. So I'm going home to the car and I, I just said to John, I said, look, it, it looks like my days are numbered here. And... Uh, so then I was that thick I went home and I just said that's it I'm not going down there and again Maggie said to me "Course you will you'd be down there for us down towards the night of course I was <laughs> she <laughs> but anyway, knew you too well but I wasn't in the right frame of mind so I went down and we trained and all this crack played the 15 versus 15 and Tommy Carr was marking me and I cleaned Tommy out because just out of pure thickness and frustration because Tommy didn't mark you yeah, Tommy yeah. stand off yeah, yeah you know so yeah. <laughs> Well, I went and caught a ball over his head and of course Pat O'Neill blew me, you know, that I pushed him. And I kicked the ball out over the stand, you know, tick. And uh, so that's when I made my mind up. So I continued on the game, went into the dressing room, came out and said, that's it. So I didn't go down trying on Saturday morning. Now, for me to do that with Dublin, you and know. Was there any, enge- did Pat O'Neill talk? No engagement at this stage. Nothing, there was no talk, it was all just That's right, we're talking January now to the end of April. No communication for them for months you know as a panel member and no communication as to why I dropped out the subs bench so uh, Sunday came uh, actually I played with Finns that Sunday morning Finns were playing Summerhill in a challenge because Mead were playing in Croker and went out and played that morning and just let rip and you know had a great game went into Croker because this is where I'm coming from I made the decision Mm. myself because Mm. I didn't want it to affect me staying in training and not getting a look in and then be frustrated frustrated with Finns so uh, met met Eamon Heary, met Vinny, and uh, told John O'Leary's dad and that that look at I'm thinking of packing up. Look at I'm sitting up here. I don't know why. Met the lads in in Mars. Just said to me, I look at I'm thinking of packing up because look at I'm not getting a look in. I don't know why they're not even speaking to me. So of course that's when I had two or three points. Went home. Got a phone call from JG Barrett on Monday and he says, Oh, I have it on great authority that you're you know, you're thinking of packing it in and there was an incident last night with you and Harry. He heard it somewhere. I says, What? <laughs> so it seemed that it was an incident somewhere in town that I was involved with Harry and we wrecked this place and <laughs> so uh, I said, Chase, no way, but I tell you I did tell Eamon and I did tell Vinny that I'm thinking of packing it up. Oh Chase, think twice about it. So then this thing spread. You know, I was involved in something on the Sunday night and uh so who rang me Paddy Hickey he rang me more or less saying he had heard stuff as well and uh, I said no nothing happened but I am considering it and uh, then I thought to myself jeez I better ring uh, the management because if they hear it I think the Monday could have been a bank holiday so it could have been around I think I don't know East or whatever it was but uh, so that's grand so I said I better ring Paddy Cullen and uh, or yeah Paddy Paddy was still involved at that yeah, time yeah. 
because Paddy, yeah, Paddy was still involved in '92 with True, with, yeah. with uh, the Donegal game. So I rang Paddy then and I said, "Look, Paddy, um, so I don't know what's going on, but um, I don't seem to be figuring here." Which is, and uh, so look, I dropped out of subs at the weekend. I don't know what's going on, and uh, so look at, uh, and he didn't say anything, you know. He mm. just let me ramble on, so I kind of stopped for a minute. And he didn't say anything, so I said, well, "Look at the way things are at the minute, Paddy. I think the best thing to do here is to opt out of the panel." And I used the words "opt out," and uh, I said, "Look, I don't seem to be. I've been thinking of this now since January or February." And I said, "Look at the best thing to do is opt out of the panel," and. Uh, I was thought he'd oh, no, look at we want you part of the squad and look at we'll sit and meet and talk and he kind of said oh yeah okay um, well if, if you, uh, yeah if that's what you want to do look at thanks for letting us know and I said yeah okay look at I just more or less leaving on good terms you know so that's, that's pretty much that's where it ended for me yeah yeah, yeah. and I to this day now I'm glad I made that decision myself because yeah. did it, it take you take you a while to deal with it and accept no. it no no I swear you to God Kieran, comfortable with it from I the... was 100% comfortable with it yeah because I didn't want to be in there if if I was only making up numbers mm. um, I wasn't looking for a guarantee to be starting absolutely not uh, I felt it's something to contribute as a sub or an impact sub or a, mm. whatever you want to call it so and uh, when you reflect back on your brilliant inter-county career what would in terms of the highlights where, where where the days that stick out is Lee side in eighty three a special one is there you know what what you know yeah when you reflect you achieved everything in the game yeah won the All Stars won the Railway Cups won Leinster's won the All Ireland yeah as well as look at the, the the biggest achievement was number one representing been good enough or been reckoned good enough to represent Dublin and put a blue jersey on you know and having the crack that went with it yeah, yeah. and absolutely and look at I can honestly look back and say everything I set out to do at 13, 14 years of age I've achieved it and a little bit more in, in other things you know in the soccer end of things which I never ever but I can honestly say I've achieved everything that I set out to at a young age and I'm very very lucky and very lucky to have won All-Ireland um, games that stand out there's one in particular that never gets talked about it's a Lancer final in 84 we beat made in that you know uh, I, to me I had an exceptionally good game in that one but they mm. don't get highlighted them days you know, where it wasn't live back no then, yeah, it was yeah, a manner yeah. and we won it we had a man sent off early on and you know we come back and beat them and all yeah. that sort of stuff but certainly when you look at the bigger games you know National League final 87 uh, with a couple of All-Ireland semi-finals Mayo replay 85 uh, was it 85, 85 yeah, yeah you know yeah. Um, 83 Cork, Cork must yeah be, Cork yeah. just I don't the guy in Galway is doing some, you know, some book for memorable moments, and he asked me, "Look, what was your memorable?" Moment? And I just had to talk about the Kirk whole experience of the draw match. Yeah. To Frank Murphy looking for the game shifted out of Dublin to Cork, you know, him and the influential fella that he is yeah. in the GA, and then all the talk that was going on about trouble Dublin supporters because Dublin never travelled only yeah. to Leinster venues and all of a sudden you're out of your comfort zone and that was just one hell of a weekend you know from every aspect and was it what was it just the atmosphere down there was just so, it was something different obviously that like right from the yeah. throw in Dublin were dominant yeah it, it, it was kind of was that a game that you were able to sit back with 20 minutes to go and say I'm going to soak this one up because he's 
yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. Because as I say, it was the whole build up to the game. We should have been beaten in Croker. Like we're five points down with so many minutes to go, and obviously yeah. the late goal, yeah. you know, is well documented at this stage. From the build up to going down to Blarney on the Saturday to, to me and John rooming, you know, again, me and John O'Leary always roomed together, and John was nearly up all night uh, with food poisoning, and he'd me nearly awake all night too, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And good and, memories. Yeah, good memories, and look, one that I love telling uh, the night in Blarney. Uh, we were after having the team meeting at the grub and we went rambling down the town and we went into this little pub you know on the way down on the way down to the town and there was three or four dubs in it and now I would have been well recognisable big mop of hair and a black beard <laughs> Joe Mack was with me I think Barney was with me and I don't know who else but we walked in the, the guys in the pub said, oh Jersey is down for the match lads you know and all this mm. because we know Dublin tops or yeah, them days yeah, or track suits your civvies so uh, we said yeah yeah we just arrived and we're calm down yeah ah, great you know and all this so we just had a point and then we had to get the hell out of here <laughs> point the night before the match point the night before the game yeah. brilliant mm. <laughs> good old days yeah you know that's, and then the day that came next day you know we went down to kiss the Blarney Stone the weather was scorching you know what a summer's day the dubs like that's the first oh, time yeah. Hill 17 came on tour you know as mm. in the banner and, and the back of the goals mm. the Black Rock end and there's that iconic picture yourself and Mullins with the scoreboard above yeah, our head yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. you know to me that's a great snap uh, because after the draw match we had our team meeting and Mullen said something smart to me or about me or something like that in the drawing game and I said sure what would you expect Brian for God's sake every time he's torn right and he's looked the other side of the face something you know so we get yeah, into a little yeah, bit of a banter yeah. <laughs> about it and of course Heffel let the two of us at it and we kind of hopped off each other and like then the two of us went out and actually had brilliant games, games yeah, you know, yeah. you know yeah, not yeah. saying that that had anything to do with it but it added to the whole and that's oh, why okay. Mullins when, when we kind of got to see each other yeah it was, it, there, was, it was, there was a bond there yeah yeah, 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 brilliant. Uh, that was the end of the career. You said you look back with no regrets. Uh, how did you think the game had evolved when you came back in with Pillar to to help out in the coaching side? Because you, you you obviously spent you continued to play when you retired. Mm-hmm. Brilliant Fingallians man. You played at the club over those years. I know you won a junior championship, which is where. Mm-hmm. fighting every year out there to try and achieve something and did you did you get to enjoy a bit of club football before you came kind of back into the coach you played you played Masters as well yeah you? yeah look, look, I just played till I was mid 40s you know yeah. with Masters football and even with the junior, the club junior team uh, I suppose looking back through my career I never won a championship with the club that's mm. look if it's a regret or whatever look okay we were good enough in certain years but we just didn't get over the quarter final but look at these things happen but uh now I must say the, the best thing that happened to me was the, the year I packed up in 92 I played every game you know yourself Karen, when mm-hmm. you're involved in the county you can't play Vincent the yeah. Ball AIB I played every game and had a great year I had a great two or three years just purely playing just football week in week out yeah. and the following year they actually asked me back to the panel I had a right. very, yeah, I had a very good Dublin championship and we got beaten in the quarter final and really really gone well and Next so this thing. is what, 95-ish? Uh, no, this would have been 92, 93, into 93. Into 93, right, right. Yeah. Like, they played Donegal and then moved yeah, so into... You, you, yeah, you were gone 92. Yeah, yeah, I was gone for the summer of 92 yeah. and then gone for the winter of 93. Right. And I think it was into 93. Um, right. J.G. Barrett again rings me, you know, from the Herald. And uh, he said, I have it on good authority that they're going to ask you back. And I says... Yeah, have you? Because he would have been good mates with Pat O'Neill's brother, Joe, and they drank up in Hurricanes in, in uh, 
Leeson Street or up that neck of the woods. So he said, oh, I was talking to Joe and he said, Pat is thinking. Of, and I said, well, so look at JJ. If they are prepared to ask me back, they'll have to sit down and talk to me. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, look, at, the reason I left was lack of communication and part of, you know, lack of communication and what was going on. So, yeah, who's going to talk to me? And I've no problem. I've no falling out. I'll sit down and discuss anything. Uh, oh, look, at, leave it with me. You don't think this and think that. So anyway, move on. That was, I'm saying, a Monday or Tuesday. The following Saturday, next thing, John O'Leary walks in my back door. And uh, I'm sitting down. Next thing, ah, so yeah, I was expecting you. You know, just because I knew bloody well it'd be uh, yeah. John. Okay. Yes. So I thought you'd been down during the week. Why? Ah, so yeah, uh, Realma has it. And he says, I am here to more or less suss you out and I said well John that's exactly why they're getting you to suss me out and then why didn't they just pick, pick up, up a phone and ring me and say look at, yeah. how are you fixed we'll, we'll sit down yeah. and talk and I would have had no problem because you've gone back uh, it it would have depended on an awful lot of things because I would, I would have I would have said an awful lot of things that was going on in the camp mm. uh, and I don't know whether they would have been prepared to listen to what I'd have to say but uh, bottom line is now no, no, it's interesting. I made my decision. Mm, you were um, happy with it. Yeah, you yeah. moved on. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you did come back into the coaching setup, then how would you have compared the like had the game evolved much? Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, because now, like, I suppose think back to Pillar. Pillar, you know, probably left no stone unturned to try mm. and win. You know, and look at by God how close were we in the mm. almost times. Probably the amount of backroom team that's involved. You know, from you know and trying to you know and my whole look and probably that time maybe there's too much of it you know what I mean that too much kind of individual coaching or so you, lads lads, you felt lads were a little bit rigid they couldn't express themselves they were a little bit yeah I think no part, it's interesting yeah, to, you I, know coming from a different yeah I honestly think it was uh, because I would have like you probably well noticed that I never ever got into the year because of mm. the forwards or anything like that. Mm. You know, I would say what I'd have to say to Pillar or the lads because yeah. fellas takes things on board and then if somebody else is telling you something different, you know, it can be confusing for, you know, a lot of lads don't take things on board proper depending on, it's like seeing whether you do psychology work. Mm. You know, it works for some people, it doesn't work for everybody. You know, and like... I would prefer forwards to express themselves because that's what you have to do. You can't stereotype them to doing certain things. I, you know, and again, probably look at, I don't mind saying it honestly, you know, this crack in a Dublin camp, we put probably so much work into defensive end of things, but we still conceded very, very highly. Really, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. but we scored very highly. Mm. Yeah. You know, and... <laughs> we were... L- well, we were, we, we, a few things didn't go away, yeah, but then at, we may not have been good enough at times. Ah, look, at, look at maybe you know we maybe we hadn't like there was an ex, like you had an exceptional Toronto team that time, and you had an yeah. exceptional Kerry team still around. And look yeah. at maybe the one we blew was the Mayo one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen, you know, make, but we still had Toronto on the racks. Yeah, one of the days, you know. But to me, you can over coach, you can over emphasize. You know, like fellas have to make decisions themselves, and and that's why I quite didn't want to be pushing into fellas are too because, intrusive yeah yeah because yeah. I could say things and then next thing somebody comes else and says something the opposite because yeah. I'd have my own way of thinking yeah. you know that's just the way and with that own way of thinking just to to, to, to finish up the way the game has changed and the defensive structures and positions are kind of gone mm. it's not traditional anymore how do you think the old Kieran Duff would fit into today's type of game 
Uh, you wouldn't get as many boxes probably, but would have, you know. <laughs> How, how, would, do you think you'd enjoy playing think, in the current yeah, format and style? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know whether I'd like to be a forward in it because, like you, you look at you can't knock what we've done over the last mm. seven years. You know, five All Irelands. Uh, you know, you you look back at we just take last year's final. You know, you bring on a guard in to start as a full forward, but we don't kick balls into our full forward line. You know, mm. we don't we don't actually use our forwards like everybody. Now, for me, playing deep would probably suit me and try to burst through. And you know, one of me probably strengths was carrying the ball. Mm. If you're to be an orthodox out now forward. You, it's it's kind of look at I suppose look, possession game. Yeah, yeah. And look at lads are doing a specific job up there. Like you know, I now talk with Dean Rock and other guys they're told to touch, hug the touch lines mm. out there, you know, it doesn't Play matter who it. Yeah. yeah, you know, and they're doing a job and they're creating space and they're coming back in around. To me, doing something like that coming in around would probably suit me game, but if you were to play an orthodox but look at Every year the changes and yeah, but well, at least you, you can look back and reflect and enjoy. Yeah, you had the crack. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd never ever change. Look, it'd be love to be in a position to achieve what these lads have achieved. Yeah. But look, at, I'd never change my era because yeah. look at we great times and some right carry hands and living out spot and you know <laughs> well, more than yourself. Look at you, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you'd love to be still out there. Ah, absolutely, yeah. but you, you you can't have any regrets. You'd still no. do, you'd still do it all over again. Yeah. But listen, on that, I, I just have to thank you for coming in today. I've thoroughly enjoyed the chat. Absolutely uh, great insight, great stories. Um, and listen, wish you the very best for the, listen, the future. Thanks, 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 thanks very much, Karen. I'm delighted to do it for you.